Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. It is the one with the butt. <laughs> but hello, how are you? How is your mental health? <laughs> I am surviving. Um, I'm permanently home now, working. Yes, you did tell me. Yeah, I don't have to go into the office anymore. Um, and I was supposed to go today to pick up my stuff that I have on my desk. Like, we don't have to. They didn't tell us we had to. Um, but then I forgot my work badge, and I need like a little fob to get into the parking lot. And so I didn't stay very long. And I don't know that there's anybody in the office anymore because nobody was answering me to get in. So I picked up nothing. Oh, and I'm, no. I'm kind of happy that I didn't because I that that was like my last little little piece of normalcy as yeah. far as needing to leave my house to go to work. Um, but all otherwise, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> um, before we get into me, I, I also had to do that. And honestly, I cried. Like when we had to go clean our desks, like I had so many little post-its from like my coworkers and, and I just kind of sat at my desk while I was cleaning it. And it was just such a bummer to see all the desks like around me that were empty, that were like usually filled by all my coworkers and some were actually my friends or are still my friends, but you know, it's kind of like an end of an era, but um, my mental health is okay. My therapist wants me to graduate already. Uh, and, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I think she's, she's saying that I'm making a lot of progress, which I am, but also it just kind of feels like a breakup. <laughs> So um, she said that I think she she's guessing that I only have like two to four more sessions, which doesn't seem like a lot. And it makes me really scared. But I guess we'll see. She's she's a professional. I am not. But yeah, man, I was not ready for all the mixed feelings that it's giving me because it's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, you're right. I have come a long way since I started going to therapy, but also shit. Like, who am I going to call now? <laughs> <laughs> Me. That's what I'm here for. Yes, that's true. And you're also <laughs> free. So. <laughs> that is true. But yeah. Start charging you. <laughs> has, I know. <laughs> that has uh, just gotten me thinking like, oh shit, like I don't have to do this on my own. You know, it's like having this like safety net and then all of a sudden not, you know, and I don't really, like, I talk to her every other week, so it's not like I'm talking to her super often, and I have noticed that, like, in the last few sec sessions, like, we did have things to talk about, but less, you know, and, like, the opposite from when I was starting to talk to her, I wasn't crying the entire time, you know, like, it, it, yeah, like, I'm starting to be, yeah, I guess more functional, and so, yeah, that's scaring the shit out of me, um, but it's, it's for a good cause, I guess, um, I do feel fine um, for the most part. I still can't really sleep that well. Like I do have trouble sleeping and then staying asleep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm okay. My weekly headaches. I can imagine. I had one today because I wasn't wearing my glasses. And I mean, 
it wasn't terrible, but headaches suck. But I'm so proud of yeah. you, though, going back to your therapist. That's Thank amazing. <laughs> That's really good. You need to yeah, um, I- definitely see it in a positive light and not um, panic over it. Cause it is yeah. a step forward. Yeah. And I'm definitely like, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, she feels like I'm ready or almost ready, but it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like now I have to figure things out on my own, you know, my little Laura, <laughs> I'm graduating, you know, I'm going to be super cheesy and I'm just going to, I'm just going to buy myself like a graduating from therapy cake or something. <laughs> Do a little graduation party. <laughs> yeah with all the money i'm gonna save <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my goodness so anyway that was our mental health so thank you for joining us on this journey <laughs> this next episode i don't remember what number it is is it six. five or six six okay and, and it is six. the one with the butt and I like you know i was realizing when i was watching it for the gazillionth time that not really a lot of things happen in this episode but no (laughs) (laughs) it's very just kind of straightforward but let's get into it so we do start with the friends at the theater to watch joey star in a play freud with an exclamation point and everyone is super dreading the play except for rachel but that's because she's never seen him in a play before. The play is awful, but somehow Joey ends up getting an agent due to his performance in this play. Chandler meets a woman who is way out of his league, and her name is Aurora. And after Chandler nervously asks her out, they agree to go on a date. Uh, Later after that, uh, everyone's at the coffee shop, and Chandler walks in uh, to tell the gang about his date with Aurora. And that's when he tells everyone that Aurora is not only married, but she also has a boyfriend. Uh, So her relationship with Chandler would be mainly sexual. Chandler says that it's perfect because he gets all the fun parts of a relationship um, and no responsibility. So the fun part being like the sex and the talking, but none of the responsibility. Ross agrees that he would like that type of arrangement. And the girls also ask Joey, like, Joey, like, would you also like that? And he says, absolutely not. When I'm dating a woman, I need to know that I am dating more people than she is. (laughs) (laughs) The gang later returns to Monica and Rachel's apartment, where they find that Rachel has cleaned the apartment, which leads them to talk about Monica's obsessiveness with cleanliness and things that are always placed in a certain way and then just Monica generally being like a super strict rule follower. Monica tries to defend herself saying that she's really not that bad but the gang disagrees giving her plenty of examples of her obsessiveness like with little scenarios that they give her. Rosin tells her that she is becoming like their mother. <laughs> At that time Joey comes to the apartment with great news. His agent that he got from the play Freud got him a job in the new Al Pacino movie sadly it is only as his butt double in a shower scene but Joey is nonetheless super excited about it everyone is mocking him you know asking him are you going to invite us all to the big opening (laughs) the next morning Chandler comes over to borrow some uh, kitchen stuff so some ingredients for food and a pan to cook for Aurora who he is still seeing and explains how happy he is and now in the movie set Joey is excited to start his new role but he is so committed that he ends up overacting with his butt which results in him getting fired back at Chandler and Joey's apartment Chandler is getting ready to say goodbye to Aurora due to her having another commitment and when Chandler asks like where where she's going uh, this is when we find out that she is seeing another guy so not only does she have 
her husband, a boyfriend, and Chandler, but she's starting to date another guy named Andrew, I believe. Uh, now, when Chandler realizes this, that she's seeing that many people, he's kind of conflicted about it, but eventually he realizes that he needs to break things off with her, so they break up, and Aurora takes off, you know, telling him, you know, call me if you change your mind. Joey then returns to Monica and Rachel's apartment after he got fired from his butt gig to let the <laughs> king know what happened, and everyone is super supportive, and they try to cheer him up, telling him that this was probably not his actual big break, and that one day, one young actor is going to come home and be so excited because he's gonna get to play Joey Tribbiani's ass. <laughs> and monica leaves her shoes out in the living room at the end to prove to the friends that she can be careless sometimes but in the very end she is debating whether she can just put them back in her room while everyone is sleeping and then get up before everyone else to put them back onto the living room to pretend that she just left them there out all night and the episode ends with her saying or thinking to herself rather i need help <laughs> so Which there it is she absolutely does okay so in the beginning of the episode uh the gang is getting ready to see joey's play um which they all end up hating have you ever gone to a play or another event um you were hesitant to go to for a friend or made someone go to an event for you? yes i have made someone go to an event for me and actually it was a play <laughs> um I was a theater kid in high school so I always made all my friends and uh, any family that was willing to and that lived around me uh, go to the place I was ridiculous I don't think I was really any good and I never really got any super exciting roles either most of the time I was just an extra but I was okay with that I I just wanted to be on that stage but I can imagine that it was kind of painful because when I was in plays, I was a teenager. So obviously everyone else that was in the play was also an awkward teenager. And to me, like, we were amazing actors, but <laughs> we, we probably weren't. <laughs> I mean, at $5 a ticket, I don't think that you can expect, uh, you know, super stellar performances. Um, the only thing that people have made me go to have been kids events like you know their kid is in a recital yeah I've gone to like dance recitals or music recitals but you know what I've always loved the kids that I'm going to see so it's actually not not awful like I it is kind of like a drag to have to sit through everybody else's children <laughs> yeah. but once the kid that I know goes on stage it is it is exciting and it is it's pretty sweet. But yeah, other than that, I can't think of anything that I really didn't want to go to. How about you? I used to attend, and not that I disliked it, because it was actually a fun time. And I love seeing my sister perform. She was a choir kid uh, when she was in high school. So we went to many a performance. I don't think she ever did plays. They were musicals. So I guess it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Um, she did like musical numbers yeah and so oh, that's cool yeah um and then I think as far as having anybody attend anything that I did I was a part of the talent show my senior year of high school because I was like I'm a senior I'm gonna do this I love to sing and so I sang uh, and I invited my whole family because why not um 
but I think that's the only thing that I've ever, because I, I did not, I don't like being on stage. I get really nervous. And then as far as making anybody, because I do have children, as far as making anybody <laughs> go to my kids' things, um, I don't make anybody. It, I do send out like a, hey, you know, Jesus' class is having a performance or Danny's going to perform, you know, whatever, whatever. And so like people had the option to show up. They didn't have to. What I did do though, is when Jesus started playing soccer, it was like, hey guys, like every week, it was like, Jesus plays on Saturday at this time. And hey guys, next week, Jesus plays on Saturday at this time. And so like trying to get my family out to watch him play, because it's us as bored and people like watching sports. Um, it's true. I think it is a little bit more palatable to go watch a sport than have to sit in a theater quietly waiting for whoever's performing. Yeah. So that was like the one thing that I do know that I was like, everybody needs to come and support my ch- my kid. Um, and I thankfully had a couple family that like they would definitely go. My mom is always there, front and center. So, oh. in that play that Joey made everyone watch, Chandler uh, met this woman named Aurora, and he asked her out, even though he was super nervous. Have you ever asked a guy out without him making the first move, like even though you were also very nervous? Plenty of times. I am plenty of times. Very confident person. And I have been known to put myself out there and just kind of like, hey, like there was this guy. <laughs> I specifically remember his name was Tito. I doubt he'll ever listen to this. We never dated, but I tried hard. He was so cute. And I like told his friends like, hey, hook it up. And they were like, what? And I was like, dude, yeah, he's super cute. Like I like him. And then I think we like spoke one time like by ourselves where nobody was around. And it was like, hey, so how are you doing? And like, you know, bullshit conversation. But then after that, like, he just wasn't into me. But I was persistent. (laughs) So, I mean, eventually I gave up and left it alone. Obviously, I'm not, like, yeah, I'm not going to hella embarrass myself. But I did definitely, like, chase after that guy. But, yeah, no, I've definitely always, with my fiancé, I I reached out on Facebook first. You did? Oh, shit. I did. I didn't know that. You were the one that made the first move. I did. He was like, you beat me. And I was like, yeah, who the fuck has time to wait? I'm, I'm in my 30s. <laughs> we're getting older. <laughs> Pretty much. Why are we wasting time? And you? I've only done it once. I guess technically I kind of hit on Justin, but that was more of like a buildup. Um, but I did once. In college, I went to Chipotle and I had gone to this Chipotle because it was right next to my college so many times. And there was this one cute guy there that always made my burritos. And also he was really good at making my burritos, you know? And I was like telling my friend, um, his nickname was Fatty. So I was telling Fatty, like, I was like, oh my goodness, I really like this guy. I can't even remember his name now. I really like this guy. I think he's so cute. And he always like encouraged me, like, leave him your number, leave him your number. And then I was like, no, like, he's too cute. Like, no, he won't like me. He's older, probably. Like, he has this job at Chipotle. He's so mature. (laughs) He's so mature. 
<laughs> so I ended up actually doing it, right? It was, I was super awkward about it. I made sure that when I did it, it was like a to-go order <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to just be there. <laughs> so I gave him my number. He didn't call me for like weeks because I remember I gave him my number in like January and then he, he didn't call me until February 14th, Valentine's Day. So I was like, oh my God, how cute. Like he was just waiting until Valentine's Day because he wanted it to be special. Girl, I answered the phone and I was like so excited to talk to him. Then he started telling me about himself. Oh. And he was like, oh yeah, I had to get that job because I live with my mom and she was like, you can't be 27 and not have a job. And this is when I found out, oh, he's 27. I didn't know because I was like nine. No, I was 18. And then he was like, oh, and then now I can't even use her car anymore. And she wouldn't even wash my sheets. Like, isn't that what women are for? <laughs> and I, I was listening to all of this and I was like, please, God, tell me he's joking. Like, is he trying to troll me? Like, is he trying to repel me? Because these are all things that you would tell me to like push me away, you know? Yeah. And then at one point, he told me, like, his room was still decorated with, like, Spider-Man. And it, that alone would have been, like, not a big deal. Because, I mean, that's kind of cute. Whatever. You do you. Like, maybe if I was single, I'd decorate my room like Hello Kitty. Whatever. Just kind of with all the other things that he told me, it was just like, oh, my God, this is just a man-child. Like, he doesn't want to do anything for himself. Like, what is going on? <laughs> And then, yeah, he he told me that he was thinking about quitting Chipotle because he doesn't want to work there anymore. So then he asked me if I worked. Like, he's like, oh, like, if we went out on a date, like, could you help pay? Like, or could you pay? Um, And at that time, yeah, I did have, I think I had two jobs at the time. But he was just asking me all these questions about, okay, am I willing to pay or whatever? And I was like, uh, I gotta go. (laughs) and I had to block him because he kept calling me so then I was like oh no he wasn't trying to repel me that that's just his real personality and and then I never did anything ballsy like that again (laughs) you were like clearly that was a mistake (laughs) yeah I mean I have asked guys out but once I've known them (laughs) yeah for a while (laughs) no random guys at Chipotle or wherever (laughs) oh I can't imagine oh my god that would have bummed me out so bad I was so bummed because when I answered the phone or when I saw that he was calling me actually when I saw that a number was calling me because I didn't know if it was him or not I was like oh my god it could be could be so and so and then I answered the phone and he was like yeah it's me and then I was like oh how cute he waited until valentine's day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I still, still to this day, I'm not sure why he asked or why he waited that long. Like, I wonder if he had a girlfriend or something. You know how sometimes guys will have, like, girlfriends that they're not super serious about, but they break up with them right before, like, Valentine's Day or their birthdays or anniversaries like that? Like, I, I wonder if it was something like that, but I'll never know. I don't she care probably broke up with him because he was living with his mom and he had, he no longer had car privileges. <laughs> I mean, I really hope she broke up with him. If that was At the case, I hope she did. At 27. I cannot imagine. <sighs> I started, I, it, I, you know, you hear about like, oh, I've been working since I was 16 and I've been working since blah, blah, blah. And I was working under the table or for my mom or whatever. 
I didn't start working until I was 18 because my grades weren't good enough for me to work while I was in school. But also yeah. because my grandparents didn't want us to work. So once I started working, I have not not worked. The only time that I have not worked was when I was pregnant or like yeah like normal times yeah yeah like a couple years ago I lost my job but I was looking for like actively looking for work I cannot imagine being yeah. 27 and not being responsible for myself employed yeah same <laughs> like I started working also when I was 18 and I cannot imagine I've also never stopped working ever like I think I had um like bereavement leave once but I mean, I'm still working. That's just like something that I sometimes I need to take off. But I've never, I've never been unemployed. Like uh, I've always had like a job lined up if for some reason I leave one. So yeah, I also cannot relate. Also at that time, like it was extra offensive to me because I had two jobs. <laughs> like, yeah. And this guy like didn't didn't even want to work, and he wanted his mom to like do his laundry. Like what? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. He wanted to quit the one job he had. <laughs> yep. He hated it. He hated no. working. Me too, but I haven't won the lottery yet, so I guess I'll keep working. Same. Like, I, I'm i not thrilled about having to wake up early or and having to sit in, in front of a computer for, like, eight, nine hours or whatever. But we do what we got to do. Unless it's for this. I don't mind sitting in front of the computer for this. Yeah, 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 for this. So this is fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> let's move on um so chandler explains that aurora has a husband a boyfriend and now she's dating chandler 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 um, <laughs> would you ever casually date someone that was involved with that many people do you agree that it's the best situation since it's all fun but none of the responsibility uh, I mean, yes, if I wasn't looking for anything serious, I want to say I would like to say that, yes, I would do that. Uh, but I know myself. And even if I did try it, I probably would back out of it kind of like Chandler did. And just probably because maybe I would start feeling some kind of jealousy. <laughs> but if I was looking for strictly casual, yeah, I wouldn't mind as long as everyone involved knew like, I wouldn't want, like, anyone to date, or excuse me, not date, to cheat on someone when, when they were with me, and I wouldn't want to be cheated on either. So as mm -hmm. long as everyone is in agreement, I, I think it's cool. I don't agree that it is the perfect situation or the best situation, um, just because I do enjoy the boring parts of being in a relationship, like the the intimacy that you build and and sometimes actually finishing each other's sentences and and just coming home to someone that knows you so well that they know what's going to cheer you up or they know exactly how to piss you off. You know, I, I yeah. like that. I, I enjoy the boring parts of that. I, I like to be super comfortable with who I'm with. And, and I think if you are with someone in that level of casual, like you won't really ever get to that type of intimacy. If that's what I was looking for, I would do it. But no, I, I don't think that it's the, the best situation, but maybe for some people that would be if people don't like to be committed or um, have that type of intimacy. But what do you think? So when I, so like I've cheated, um, which is a hassle because you have to hide stuff and uh, it's just, it's too much work to try to cheat on. Second, second job. <laughs> yeah, kind of like 
I guess it depends on who you're dating because my ex wasn't nosy and he didn't give a shit and like you could just tell that I I could get away with murder when I was with that guy because he just wasn't very attentive so then it felt like well you're not giving me what I need so I'm just gonna go ahead and find it somewhere else and then when we broke up I did start dating around and it was just like um it was just it was just for fun and I did meet this guy who I, well, not meet. I started dating this guy who I went to high school with, or not high school, middle school. Um, and we like started dating. And when we started dating, he told me like, hey, just FYI, you're not the only person that I'm talking to. So like basically don't get attached. And so then I responded with, yeah, that's cool. You're not the only person that I'm talking to. So we're great. Like we, we understand each other. We're both on the same page. We're just having fun. But then when I met my fiance, I cut him off. I cut everybody off. I was like, look, I met this guy. I'm going to take my chances and see where it goes. And he got upset and was like, what do you mean? You're going to take a chance on this guy that you just met instead of dating me? And I was like, dude, yeah, because you said you were dating other people. Like, it didn't sound like he wanted anything serious at all. And so for that reason, he wasn't even going to be in San Diego. <laughs> like, so it was just whatever. But yeah, I did have to like cut ties with everybody because I, I did eventually want the something serious. All right. So Rachel goes out of her way to clean and surprise Monica. And although Monica is grateful, she seems also taken aback due to Rachel moving an ottoman, the green ottoman. Um, and which is probably some different or a different reaction that Rachel was expecting. Have you ever done something nice that took some effort on your part only to have it be received differently than what you expected? The only thing that I could think of that I have done that was quote unquote nice was make dinner. And then it was like, oh, you forgot the salsa. No hiciste frijoles. Donde está el arroz? Las tortillas. Where are the tortillas? You didn't, you didn't make pico de gallo. How dare you? And it was like, bro, but there's like carne yeah. and there's like food. So like, screw you. And next time you fucking make dinner. Um, and that was my asshole of an ex. <clears throat> but I don't think I've ever done anything where I was like super excited, like, oh my God, this is what I did. And then they were like, yeah, cool. Except you uh, fuck this up. <laughs> oh, I have so many times. <laughs> I have absolutely done uh, a lot of things that I was excited to show people. And then they were just like, oh, uh, whatever. One was my ex had, this is my last ex. We had just started dating and I made the uh, terrible mistake of moving in with him like right away essentially because I had nowhere to live and rent here in Southern California is outrageous, specifically in San Diego. Yes, ma'am. And so I was getting really frustrated because like I had found, I, I had found like the perfect place and then when I would go to it, like, oh, sorry, five minutes ago, someone came and, and they, they took it. Um, and it was just a bunch of stuff like that. And, and I remember I was even almost going to rent like a tiny, tiny studio for like $1,300. And then I was like, no, like, I can't, I can't afford it. Like, I won't, I won't eat if I live here. But anyway, 
that has nothing to do with the actual thing that I did. Just excusing myself for moving in with a dude real fast. <laughs> but I, I moved in really fast with this guy. And he had to be out of town, I want to say, for like a week. Yeah, that sounds right. And his apartment was, he had a fridge, a couch, a TV, a tiny, it wasn't even like a, a coffee table. It was like one of those tiny, like, trays that you take to bed like to serve someone food he had that in the middle of the living room like it was a like it was a table like a tv and yeah like but just standing up in the middle of the living room (laughs) and he had a mattress like that's it he didn't have a bed frame he didn't have anything like that and so he had said like hey like if you want to make this place more homey like if you want to like decorate it or whatever you can like you know And so I was like, all right, cool. While he was gone, I broke my foot. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, And But I still wanted to, like, surprise him and and make his place look nice. I also, by the way, did not know my foot was broken. I thought that it was completely normal that I hurt my foot and it was this bloated and I couldn't put weight on it. Like, I thought that was just normal. I thought (laughs) it was just like a golpe and a... Like it would just go away. Like I would just get a bruise and I would, and I'd feel fine in like a few days. Louder. So, <laughs> I know. So I would go to Target and I'm a terrible driver. So at that time I was driving and I would park super freaking far away because that's how I'm used to parking because I'm a terrible driver and I just want to park where there's no cars. But I was like dragging myself with my foot, right, to go to Target to buy shower curtains. I think I bought placemats um, and then dishes because he didn't have any dishes either. He had one fork, one spoon, one knife, like one bowl, one plate, one mug. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I got him like sets of things. And I'm just dragging myself to the target, grabbing all the stuff. And then I even got myself like a, like a sexy outfit, you know, because I was going to be super sexy with my bloated foot. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> I got all that stuff um, and I was so tired. Like it took so much out of me because I was in so much pain. Like I couldn't put any weight on my freaking foot. Like I was using the cart as like a walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... I, I set up the curtains, I, I set the dishes, I had made, made something super simple to eat, and then gotten in my little outfit, and he got home, and he was like, oh, well, I actually already ate, and I'm really tired, but cool, thanks. Like, that was the reaction <laughs> that I got, and I, I felt so cheated, because I was so excited for him to see the stuff, first of all. And second of all, oh my God, I was in so much pain. (laughs) Like it wasn't like, yeah, definitely. Do I think he was grateful? Yes. But like, I kind of was expecting like a, oh my God, babe, thank you so much. Like I really needed these dishes. Also, you're fucking hot, you know, like, and what happened to your foot? Uh, yeah, spoilers. He took me to urgent care the next day and my foot was very broken. Oh my God. But yes, I have done that. I feel like I also kind of set up myself up for failure because when I'm in a good mood and when I do something nice for someone, especially something that takes like time, like buying a gift, like, yeah, that takes time and like thought. But when I do like an act of service for someone, 
I do hype myself up a lot, like thinking, oh my God, they're going to love it. And then if they don't like really care for it, like I'm just like, oh, so bummed out. (laughs) It's like, oh no, they don't, they don't like me when I know that that's not, that's not the case. This is what I, what I went to therapy for also kids. (laughs) One of the reasons, but yeah, that, that has happened to me. It doesn't feel good. (laughs) I can say that like, when I lived with um, my mom, I would, I have a, I have an issue where things need to be rearranged often because I don't like things being the same for too long. Um, since I've been working from home, since I've been working from home since March. And since then, yeah. I have probably rearranged my desk and bought more stuff for my desk about five times. <laughs> So, like, I don't like things being the same. I love change. And so when I lived with my mom, I would always, she would come home to like a whole new house because the couches were in a different place and the TV was across the room and whatever. But I do recall like one time doing that with my ex where I was like, oh my God, like I rearranged this and I put this here and this works better here. Oh my God, this is going to make life so much better for us and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah. Okay. Congrats. <laughs> like, don't like Good it. For you? He was like, you moved the furniture. And I was like, yeah, but doesn't it look great? And he was like, it looks fine. And it looked fine before you moved it. And I was just like, uh, jerk. Asshole. <laughs> like, see if I move the living room again. And I probably <laughs> did. And he still didn't care. So. <laughs> yeah. I think mostly for me, like, it, it's, expectations like I expect like someone to be as excited as I was to do the thing exactly and you know sadly it's not always like that no sometimes they're jerks people suck it's true (laughs) sometimes except for us we're great we are great I agree (laughs) where are we oh I see Monica it's accused of being obsessive about her apartment, cleanliness, and generally being a person that always follows the rules. Is there something that you are obsessive about that not everyone else understands? Yes, but also probably one of the reasons why they don't understand it is because I don't really share it a lot. <laughs> um, so I have o- actual OCD. Like I've actually been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, but mine is not like Monica's if she even has OCD. Mine is not about neatness. It's not about um, being clean or following the rules. It's, it's quirky. Uh, it's very stressful. <laughs> so one of the things that I've always done is if I have a collection of something like, okay, for example, I have a collection of lipsticks from Mac um, and they all, they came in this case and the colors are rearranged a certain way. If one of those were to go missing, I will throw the whole thing away because I cannot stand having an incomplete anything. Same with colored pencils, makeup brushes. If they came in a set and I lose one, I cannot keep it in my home. (laughs) I cannot have it. Uh, And I've been like this since I was a child. Like it's, it's with anything that comes as a part of a collection. Like if I were to have, and I used to have actually, um, the DVD sets for friends. If I lost one of the discs, you would think 
that I'd go out and buy the new season where that disc was missing. But to me, that's just ruined. I can't have it anymore. <laughs> um, so I think that is something that people tend to like, well, that's, that's weird. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think if I'm like super obsessed about anything like that. Not really, I think. But I mean, that's a pretty big one, I guess. <laughs> but a little bit. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> So I don't think I'm necessarily that way. I do know that my desk right now is a hot mess because I've been busy and I just kind of throw everything on it. But when my desk is organized, my pens all have to be like leaning the same way. I hate it when you see like a pen holder and the pens are all fucking, ah, they're like all a florero, like black. Like, no, no, no. And they all need to be facing the same way. And like, if one seems out of place, it's like, oh, this one doesn't fit. And I'll just put it somewhere else or get rid of it or whatever. But like stuff like that. Like, I'm very weird about things being in a certain position. But I don't think there's anything like, I'm not, I'm not obsessive over much of anything. <laughs> I, I I've have met many people that are obsessive about little things like that. Like I once worked in a dealership where we had to fold applications and we, no one ever told us that we had to fold them like a specific way. Like as long as they fit into the folder, like when someone's buying a car or whatever, mm -hmm. but she would fold them a particular way. And then I, I started working the front desk with her. And I remember one Saturday, like we had some downtime. So I started folding some applications and she looked at them like I think I'd done like almost a hundred at that point. And she looked at looked at them and it's like I it's like I did something so terrible to her. She unfolded all of them and refolded them again. And I was like, uh, okay, like I guess like <laughs> I don't even know you that well and this is one of our first impressions of each other. <laughs> like <laughs> But I do know that, you know, different people have different things that they're particularly obsessive of or, or really careful of, but. I would have been yeah. so annoyed with you. <laughs> I, I bet. Definitely one of those. Like I, so at work we have to print letters and we have a template that like we use. And so you uh -huh. just kind of copy paste into the template but the spacing of the template, like once it's created, the spacing is off. So you have to like press enter to move the address down and then press enter to move the patient name further down so that it's not in the window it's of the not address in the air. Yeah. of the envelope. Yeah. And I do those spaces because I know how I fold my letters. And so I was responsible for folding my coworkers' letters and they don't do it that way. And it fucking oh, drives no. me bananas. Cause then I have to fold the letter a different way to get it to not show the patient into information. Into the envelope. Into the window of the envelope. Yeah. And so it's so and I'm I no longer have to do that. So I'm grateful. But oh my God, that shit drove me bananas. And then oh my God, you can't have imagine. like Sorry, you can't have like space in the envelope. Like the letter can't move. Mm. For me, 
it needs to be folded in such a way that like <laughs> it fits the envelope perfectly and it does not shift and you can shake it up and down and the thing will remain in the window and only the address will be there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Now that you mention it, I have a coworker just like you now. Um, <laughs> we're no longer in the office so we don't have to do our own correspondence anymore like they have like assistants that take care of that for us but i remember when i used to sit by her because i'm i'm a lot more like relaxed about that but we did have so like in the regular envelopes our letters always like if you folded it into like three equal parts the address was always perfectly in the middle but if i had to have like a bigger envelope because i have to like put in a bigger return envelope in there as well then i had to fold it a special way so that the address was there but i folded it like i didn't really care how it looked like when you took it out i just wanted mm -hmm. the address to show on there and i remember my coworker coming up to me she was like why are you folding it like that why don't you just edit it before you print it like so that you can fold it correctly we are you are <laughs> working for an official agency how would you feel if you received something in the mail from a very important agency and their stuff was folded like this oh my god <laughs> she was like so disgusted <laughs> and i was just like i don't i don't care like can see the address like <laughs> Laura, so, no. Yes. It's was, fine. I don't I no longer do those. <laughs> there was one time where I had folded somebody else's because I'm telling you I had a print for my coworkers. I folded their letter and the like I ended up having to refold it because the crease was in the wrong spot. So like you could see the patient information. And I literally reprinted this letter. A new one. Refold it. Because I didn't like that it had two creases. They can't have two creases. Oh my it was god, like I can't. One right above the other. And I was like, oh my god, this is so <laughs> unprofessional. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what my coworker said too. Like I remember one time, I don't know how I I don't know how this happened, but I had like probably if you can imagine a piece of paper, I probably had like one twelfth of piece of paper, like less than an inch left that didn't it didn't fold correctly with the rest of the paper like i didn't fold it evenly so i just i just folded it forward and closed it <laughs> she looked at me like i had murdered someone oh my god that's hilarious yeah i'm sorry i'm not obsessive about that for sure <laughs> y'all if you could see my face right now <laughs> oh my god, god damn that's it, hilarious <laughs> that is so funny but in the same breath, <laughs> Ross tells Monica when she, when Monica's wondering like, oh my God, you know, who am I? Why am I like this? Ross then tells Monica that she is turning into their mother. Like he says, hey, you're a mom. Do you think that you are turning into either of your parents or some kind of version of one of your parents? So <clears throat> I went out of town last month um, and I went to visit one of my aunts. And she made a comment like, oh my God, you're so like your mom. And oh, your mom would say something like that. And oh, you know, whatever, whatever. And so it was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like I am turning into my mom. <laughs> but it was something, it was something like, it was something along the lines of like, oh, isn't that nice? Like, oh, I would so do that. Or like, you know, something, oh no, I know exactly what it was. 
So I have a, I have my two kids. Um, my oldest is 14, but I always, what's the word? Siempre los estoy like dando cariños. And You're very so, affectionate with them. Yes, but like with my oldest especially, I'll be like, "Oi, mi peratito so my baby," and he just kind of like, "Okay, love you, mom," and it's like, "Oh." So then my aunt was like, I did that to my son in front of my aunt. And my aunt was like, oh my God, your mom would so do something like that. But I don't feel like that's something that I got from my mom. That's just how I've been with my kids all this time. <laughs> was your mom like that with you? My mom is like that with everybody. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cute. So I definitely learned it from her, but I don't think that means that I'm turning into her. Yeah, so you have, like, some things that are similar to her. Yeah. Which is probably inevitable because, I mean, she's your mom and you lived with her for so long. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope not. Um, <laughs> so, so when I was younger, um, everyone told me that I looked like my dad physically. <clears throat> and his name was Chewy. And so everyone would call me Chuyita. Um. And so I, I know that I look like him physically. Um, unfortunately, he did pass away when I was really young. So it's kind of hard for me to, to know whether I am like turning into him uh, on a more like emotional uh, level. Right. Um, I do know that we are both introverts. Um, the kind of introverts that we look like we're not introverts <laughs> because once we get to know you, we're having a good time and we can talk about anything essentially. Mm -hmm. But when you first meet us, yeah, it looks like, it looks like we don't want to talk to anybody because we probably don't, but you know, <laughs> once you make us go out and, and we're having fun. Yeah. Once we go out there, then yeah, we'll open up and stuff. That's the only thing that I know I have in common with my father, with my mom. I do know that we share anxiety. <laughs> like my mom is super anxious. Um, and I guess this goes back to being obsessed about something for a while because my mom is extremely punctual. Like the punctual, that's not cute. Like if she has to be somewhere at a place, she'll show up an hour early just so that she's not late. Oh God. <laughs> she's pointing to herself um, <laughs> jasmine is pointing to herself and nodding <laughs> my mom when she used to pick me up from high school and even middle school she would get there hours early so that one she would she thought that i was going somewhere which i wasn't like not going to school and two she just needs to be early everywhere like when we go to the airport if our flight is like at six in the morning or earlier you best believe we're there the night before and we'd be sleeping in the airport this girl's laughing because she's like that <laughs> um no, but no. what i'm saying I'm is into your that mom. i'm like that <laughs> <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is that i i am like that um i i hate being late i think that if i get to a place especially if it's like a job related thing or like an appointment of any kind, like a doctor's appointment, you know, dentist appointment, whatever. If it's like a more official setting and someone tells me be there at 11 and I'm there at 11, I'm already late. Like I need to be there earlier, not like my mom earlier, but I need to be there 
earlier. Um, I have learned to be a lot more relaxed about uh, being places on time because I am now with a boyfriend who is chronically late everywhere. <laughs> like when we were working together, imagine you starting at nine. Well, he would be there at 930. Like that, that is the type of late that he was. So, you know, we combined our powers. <laughs> so now to casual gatherings, I'll say, yeah, sometimes we'll get there a little late. But to official gatherings, just like five to ten minutes, you know, if any. But um, it's been really hard for me to break that habit because it is anxiety inducing. Like it is painful if I'm not there super early because that's just what I, I'm used to. And it's just for me, like if it was just me and like he wasn't always late to places, like for me, I would be it would be much more worth it for me to put in the effort to get there super early than rather than have the anxiety of what if. But that is one of the only things that I think I am inherited from my mom. Uh, and all, you know, there's actually a couple other things that I do think I inherited from my mom, but you know, I'm going to therapy for those. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, no, I think it's like you said, I don't think I'm turning into her. Um, and look, listen, I don't want to sound like I'm talking so much shit about my mom. My mom had a really difficult life. And because she did, she is not the most affectionate mother, uh, to put it lightly. So when I am a mom, I'm actually trying to be different than my mom. <laughs> so I, that's why when the question was for Proth, I was like, oh, my God, I hope not. Because <laughs> I just want to be, I just want to be nicer. <laughs> For the record, both Laura and I are turning into her mom. <laughs> yes, both of us are turning into my mother. My mom is late for everything. Everything. That lady is oh never on time. That would have driven me crazy. Uh, it Well, when I got with Victor, um, that was kind of the deal where like, hey man, it says we need to be there at four, so we need to leave by like 3.15. And he's like, it's a 20 minute drive. And I'm like, yeah, we still need to leave at like 3.15. And so yeah, now because I'm... you never know what's going to happen on the way there. Like Exactly. <laughs> yes. No, I know. And so now it's like, hey, babe, I need you to get ready like an hour before. Or like he has learned and has taken it upon himself to be like, oh, I'm going to get ready at this time so that I'm ready by the time you're ready. And it was like, yeah, do that. Because if we're late, I'm going to be upset. And, and he made me laugh because... <laughs> when I had to pick up my kid from school, I used to oh, show up no. like, like 30 minutes, 30 minutes, not like an hour. I used to show up like 30 minutes early, but because of parking, it wasn't necessarily yeah, that, like, traffic. Yeah. It was that like the parents, some parents would show up hella early and park right in front of the school. <laughs> so I needed to be there to get parking to pick up my child. Okay, that's understandable. See, my mom didn't even park in front of the school. She just got there like two hours early and parked like three blocks away. It wasn't <laughs> like she did it for a traffic. She's just special. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Joey gets a job in a movie uh, as the role of Al Pacino's butt which is arguably one of the worst <laughs> jobs to be offered as an actor. Um, what was your least favorite job? My least favorite job, hands down, would have to be retail when I worked at Kohl's. 
it is the butt of all jobs that I've had. I especially uh, working like the holidays. It was absolutely awful for a while, actually. Like, cause I, I think I worked there three holidays. And so every holiday season, I would be so upset. Like people would be like, oh my gosh, it's almost fall, pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkins, Halloween. And I would be like, oh my God, it's almost fall. Fucking Black Friday. I don't want to do that. Oh, <laughs> like, no. like Thanksgiving became my least favorite holiday because of Black Friday. Like I couldn't even enjoy my Thanksgivings with my family because I'd be so stressed. I would be pre-stressed about the stress I was about to endure on actual Black Friday. And no one could have prepared me for that bullshit. Like when I took the job at Kohl's, I was so excited because it was like my first like on the books job, like my first official job. Before then, I had worked at like a hotel in Mexico, but um, they were paying me under the table. And then um, I also worked as a nanny, but also they were paying me under the table. So it wasn't like a, you know, I didn't have a W-2 or anything like that. Yeah. But when I worked at Kohl's, I was like, oh my God, this is like a real job. Like how exciting. And, and for some reason I was like, I've always wanted to be like a cashier or something. That seems important. I always laugh at this because the cashiers at Kohl's, like the position is called POS, which is point of sale. Yes. <laughs> but I always always like, no, it's because I'm a piece of shit. Like this is, <laughs> this, is this position is a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, no one could have prepared me for Black Friday. I got peed on. I got spit on. Like someone threw shoes at me. Some kid was like pulling my hair. It was... And, it was just awful. I hated it. I hated it. People get so vicious, so nasty, like for the most minimum things. Like some lady was ready to throw hands at me because she asked me where like these pajamas were because they were like pajama sets for like $10. Yeah. So she's like, where are they? And the last time that I saw them, they were by the shoe department. So like I told her that and she was like ready to fight me because she went there and they weren't there. Like, yeah, they had moved them, but like you can be a little upset that I thought that they were there and they weren't but you you can't want to fight me for that like that's that's so weird to me it is and and especially because like I am not like that like I don't you will never see me go out on Black Friday to look for I can't even think of anything that would make me want to go out like that like like in the cold or you know depending on where you're living like some people camp out and shit i can't that's not my life i i will never do that so because i i'm not like that like i it even made me feel even more resentful like i was like i can't believe these people would rather be doing this and you know sitting at home and eating (laughs) leftovers yeah why are you here Um, but yeah that was my worst it was just retail and it wasn't even just in the holidays retail in general is pretty shitty like I say, at least every day I had like one bad experience with one customer. So yeah, that was, that was my butt job. <laughs> what was yours? I would have to agree with you and say retail. Um, I was, I was trying to think of all my jobs, but I used to be a barista and that was a shit ton of fun. <laughs> Cause it wasn't a barista. A I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, that was my very first job. I was a barista at a coffee house in Seaport Village. So I didn't have to make fancy, fancy Starbucks 
coffees. I got to create my own. Um, like we had a menu, but like that job was a lot of fun. Then I was trying to think like, was that job shitty? No, that job was a shit ton of fun. Um, but when I left there, I went to Nordstrom and I am, I consider myself to be an extrovert. I like being out. I like talking to people. I'm, I feel like I'm very friendly and like very open and just, you know, whatever. But sales are not my thing. I am not the type of person to like push you into purchasing anything. I would fail as a car salesman. I hated our job had to be our job had to be um like you would it was hunting in the wild it was crazy and people would get pissed i had a customer one time and i was like because they tell you like you have to approach them and be helpful because it's commission and so like i approached this lady and this other lady that worked with us she was a thief you would walk away for two seconds and she'd come right in like oh let me help you with this and let me do this and let me you know, whatever, whatever. And it's like, bitch, that was my customer. What the fuck are you doing? That was so annoying. And she was like an older lady and she would steal our sales. And so we all hated her, but I, I can't compete with people like that. It drove me bananas to think that my money is based on how many items a day I sell. I worked in the kids section, who the fuck shops for their kids at Nordstrom. It is so expensive. Not, you would think, but no, the people would come in and go directly to the sales rack. Nobody bought fucking expensive ass clothes for their kids. It's kids. They're going to grow out of it. Oh my God. I fuck. Okay. I'm stop talking. I hated that job. Oh no. She's getting heated. Did you have to (laughs) offer credit cards too? Yeah. We had to do that too. I hated that shit so much. Yeah. That was my first credit card. Oh, the Nordstrom card? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the Coast card was my first credit card, too. (laughs) That's funny. That was my first credit card. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I spent it all at the rec. (laughs) Yeah, so did I. And at the jewelry department at Coast. (laughs) Oh, fun time. Uh (sighs) Okay, but moving on from that terrible, those terrible memories from retail. Now we're moving on back into Chandler and Aurora um, because, you know, Chandler went and told everyone that he broke up with Aurora and everyone had feelings about it. But have you ever dated someone casually and then later decided that you actually wanted something serious and they did not? Yes. With my ex for the longest time. (laughs) We met when we were, I was 14. I think he was already, no, he was still 14 because his birthday's in June. Um, But we met in middle school. And then he, we didn't go to the same school. So our relationship was all on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. And so we dated for like a month, I think. And then he was like, oh, like, I don't want to be serious. And then from that point forward, the, our whole relationship was on and off where he just wanted to get laid. And I wanted, he was like my first love. So I wanted to be in a relationship. And it wasn't until like, we were already in our twenties that he like gave in and was like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. But it took a long time to get there. Cause I mean, yeah, he just never, he never wanted to be serious. And then with my fiance now, he didn't want to get married when we got together and didn't like he wanted maybe the long term, but not what I wanted. And so it was kind of like, well, let's just date, I guess, and like not do anything serious. 
but then it turned serious and now it's for real. <laughs> That's a good thing. It is. And you? Uh, yes, but only when I was really young. Um, like I was, and I, I talked about this guy previously because he was like my first on purpose kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I wanted to be his girlfriend. Um, but when he, he said that he didn't, he didn't want to be my girlfriend or my boyfriend rather. He was like, do you want to just be, you know, kissing friends? And I was like, okay, like that's fine. But I realized like I would get so excited when he sent me a text or a MySpace message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would just get so excited to hear from him. And so, yeah, I realized that the casual thing didn't work for me because I I really liked him. Like I genuinely just wanted to be with him and I loved his family too. So I I just wanted it to be for real, but he didn't. Later in life, he did and I didn't. So that was fun. I like when you can turn the tables. Yep. How the turntables. But yeah, I don't talk to that guy anymore. But it was it was fun. I just in that moment, yeah, I really liked him. So I wish I'd turn into something else. But it's all right. Things worked out for the best. Or for the better rather. I agree. Okay. Um do you think that Chandler Chandler uh pretty much <laughs> prematurely broke up with Aurora? Or do you think it was the right time? I think it was the right time. I mean, he, if he wasn't comfortable with the situation, like, yeah, it was the right time for him. Personally, for me, I would have had a little bit more fun, like, if I had no other previous commitments. Um, Like, I'm not sure what the big difference between, like, he already knew that he was seeing, or she was seeing, obviously her husband and another boyfriend so what's one more like why was that so off-putting to him that he decided to end it right there and then I don't know maybe he was catching feelings like we did but yeah I think it was the right time for him if he if that's what he felt like he was doing but yeah personally I think I would have gone out with her a little bit longer because I don't even know how long they went out but it didn't seem like a long time no it didn't um I think I agree it was the right time because I've been in situations where you know it's not going to go anywhere, but you stay and then you end up like you, you think about it. And in my mind, it was like, ah, I'll just break up with them later. And then they end up breaking up with you. <laughs> Ooh, I hate that. You end up all heartbroken and it's like, fuck, I should have broken up with them when I wanted to like three months like, ago or whatever. Like I had the idea first. Yeah. And now all this time has passed and feelings have changed and feelings have grown and blah, blah, whatever. So yeah, I think it was the right time for the short amount of time that they had before he, because I mean, he at that point already wanted her to leave everybody else for him. So he definitely Oh yeah, feelings. you're right yeah that's right he did say just me lose the other guys <laughs> and she was like all of them <laughs> <laughs> in shock yeah you're right then yeah, yeah then it was the perfect time for Chandler because at least he wasn't like he didn't make it go super long where he was like in love with her um, or anything like that <sighs> but uh on to more breakup stuff did you ever break up with someone that you regretted breaking up with or your friends made you feel like you did the wrong thing by breaking up with them plenty of times so there's one guy that I recall specifically uh in high school and I broke up with him for my on again off again boyfriend (sighs) 
this guy would find out that I had a boyfriend and would like, oh, but I want to be with you. And then as soon as I broke up, he would be like, oh, but we don't even go to the same school. So like, we shouldn't be together. And it was like, motherfucker, it's just so that I'm single, huh? But this guy um, who I doubt will listen to this, so he shall be named. His name was Jesus. And he was the sweetest, most cutest fucking guy that I had ever dated. And I think we only dated for like two months before my ex came back in the picture and was like, but I want to be with you. But this guy was just amazing. Like he was so sweet and he had a car. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember one time um, he, my best friend and I, I don't know why we ended up at the cemetery, but he took me to visit my dad at the cemetery. And while we were there, he out loud made a promise to my dad that he was like, always going to take care of me and that he was going to love me forever and like it was the sweetest thing and nobody in my life has ever done that ever and so it was just like oh my god like this guy's amazing he's even like talking to my dad that's so weird because I'm the only one that talks to him (laughs) and so it was it was just really really nice um and then he ended up dating some weirdo chick like years after we broke up Um, and then she ended up getting pregnant and so he stayed with her and we did talk like I guess they were like breaking up or something and so we started to talk again but she wouldn't let up on him and so then I was just like you know what I can't do this like I'm not gonna deal with baby mama drama I'm sorry you know whatever and at this point I think I, I think it was like my senior year of high school And so he had already graduated because he was older than me. So then I let that go. But I did regret breaking up with him the first time. Hella. I hella regretted that. And you? Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a similar situation with, like, the guy just being super sweet. And also I was really young. So I'm also going to give him his real name because I highly doubt that he'll ever listen to this ever. His name was Matt. And... We met the most absurd way, so, or traumatizing rather, you tell me. So I had a friend named Christina, and she was like one of the only friends that my mom would let me hang out with. I want to say I was 13 at the time, and he was 14. And um, Christina was also my age. She was also 13. But we all lived in the same community, like gated community. And then Mm -hmm. me and Christina went to middle school together. We were about to go into high school. And he was already a freshman in high school. But Christina was friends with him because he lived, like, really close to her. Like, they were more neighbors than I was with them. Like, we were all in the same gated community, but I lived the furthest away from them. Mm -hmm. So Christina invited me to go to the playground to just go sit on the slide or whatever and talk. And I, I asked my mom and after much convincing, like she said, okay, fine. Um, and I had my first cell phone at the time, but it, it actually wasn't mine. Like the household had a cell phone yeah. that like we would give to each other when one of us left. Right. And so she handed me the phone and I went to the playground and Christina was sitting in one of the swings and then the other swing was this guy Matt and he I never met him before but like he was cute and he looked really nice you know and we started talking but the whole time I was like really nervous because I was not allowed to talk to boys Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I was just nervous that my mom would 
like catch me. So lo and behold, I get a phone call and the phone was broken. So I was like stuck on speaker. <laughs> oh no. Um, so I answer the phone and my mom is like, pinche pendeja puta. Ya sabía que estabas afuera para estar con un, con un muchacho. Estás con un hombre. Like she thought that I was with a man and she was like yelling at me. This was a boy. Okay. Like it wasn't a man, you know? Yeah. But she was yelling at me, like, cussing me out on the phone. And, like, this poor guy was, like, so traumatized. He was like, we should take you home. Because he, he is Cuban, so he spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christina was also – no, Christina was Puerto Rican, but she also uh, spoke Spanish. So we were all like, oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. I thought they would never want to talk to me again. But then after that, um, we found each other, I think, on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> And he just sent me like a message. And actually, I'm not 100% sure about MySpace. I don't think I had MySpace when I was 13, but maybe I did, but whatever. He found me on some social media platform or instant messenger. And he just told me like, oh, I can't wait until we, like you come to my high school. And then I was like, oh, me neither. And then we became really good friends. And he told me, he was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure we're going to be together. I'm pretty sure I'm going to marry you. And I was like, oh, my God, what? Like, what? I don't know you. Like, oh, my God. Like, I've never even dated anybody. (laughs) And he was so cute. Like, he would bake me brownies and, like, hide from my mom and, like, sneak them, like, through my window. So, like, brownies. Like, he was just so sweet. Um, His mom was also really nice to me. And when I was, like, 16 is when my mom like was like okay with me like talking to him Mm -hmm. Um, but even then it was only like at my place we weren't allowed to go anywhere else um and he was just the nicest but one of the things that stands out to me the most is two actually one I moved away like and I want to say I moved like 30 minutes away so like not that far but far enough that for like a teenager it's like Mount Everest um and he got a car and he would come see me like and just bring me flowers and he didn't even have to stay for that long he would just go see me and like that was okay with him and he still told me like i want to be with you and i remember because i'm assuming no it's true it was frustrating for him because i did have boyfriends in that time Mm-hmm. but I just wasn't ready because he was so like oh I'm gonna marry you like that was a little bit scary for me so mm-hmm. I I was still like I'm a teenager I'm having fun like I just imagined that if I started dating Matt like oh that's it like I'm gonna get married and I'm never gonna know what it's like to date so I never wanted to like say yes but because he had to go through all that um he told me like man Laura like you make me feel all the feelings of all the greeting cards in the world like even the sympathy ones like you know like when I'm sad like no it's just like oh my god um I'm sorry (laughs) um but one of the last times that I saw him I want to say it was like the second to last time that I saw him we were both adults already uh we were 18 and we went to watch a movie we went to um yeah we went to the movies and he was just he just kept saying oh man like I don't I don't want to let you go. Like, I don't, I don't want you to go yet. And I was like, I know, but I have like a curfew, you know, like, and he's like, yeah, I know. 
And then we got back to the car and he's like, oh my God, like, I can't find my keys. And so I was like, okay, let's go find him. So we went back to the movie theater. They were like, we went in there and the workers let us go in there with them. Like there was no other movie playing anymore because it was pretty late. Right. And so we were just looking with the flashlights. We couldn't find his keys. So he's like, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to call my brother so he can bring the spare. And I was like, okay. Okay, that's fine. But because I had moved away, his brother was like about 45 minutes away. Uh, you know, minus the time that I took him to get ready or whatever. So we ended up hanging out at like in the parking lot of the mall for like an hour and a half. Like Taylor <laughs> Swift was brand new. So I was like just singing Taylor Swift songs to him <laughs> while I was there. And I think that's when I told myself, you know what? Because I was about to go on a vacation to Mexico for like three months. Um, so I thought to myself, like, you know what? Like, I, I do want to be with Matt. Like, I'm finally ready to be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I told myself that. I didn't tell him that. And his brother came. Um, I went back to my, my place. I went to Mexico. We kept in contact while I was in Mexico. But then I want to say, like, he told me he loved me. And I, I didn't know how to reply. So, like, I didn't say anything. And, like, the last month, we weren't talking to each other anymore. Oh. And when I came back, I asked him, like, I texted him and I was like, hey, do I still make you feel all the feelings of all the greeting cards in the world? And he didn't reply for forever. And then uh-huh. he said, hey, Laura, um, good to have you back. I met someone else and I got really tired of waiting. I'm really sorry. Uh-huh. And, then, um, and then I was like, okay, I understand. Like, I cried about it for a while. Right. But I understood. A few days later, I met my now ex-husband. And it all happened so fast because I was so religious back then. And I wanted to get out of my house. So I I wanted to get married. And I want to say like a month before I got married, he reached out to me. And he was like, yo, I'm really sorry. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, it was one of those, like, it's always been you type of situations Mm -hmm. and then I was like oh my god Matt I'm engaged like I'm getting married in a month and he was like so don't don't get married and I was like I can't I can't not get married and then he's like do you remember when we went to the movies and I lost my keys and I was like yeah and he's like I didn't lost my keys dude I just wanted to have like an extra hour with you I knew it don't (laughs) don't get married and I was like I'm sorry I have to like And the dumbest thing when I look back into that conversation is that I didn't even tell him, no, I have to get married. I'm in love with the guy that I'm marrying. No, I said, I have to get married. I already sent out the invitations. I already bought all the things. I already bought all the decorations. We already have like the venue. Like I'm getting married. Like I was more embarrassed about having to tell people, oh, I canceled my wedding. And so I got married. And then um, I regretted so much, so much. Uh, not giving that guy an actual chance and when I got divorced I looked him up and he was still with that one girl that he had started dating um, because he got tired of waiting for me or whatever Mm -hmm. and we talked and he decided that he was gonna go back to her and then he blocked me on everything and that was it (laughs) oh But I did. I did regret that. And my mom still, like, to this day, she's like, remember, Matt? 
you remember how nice he was to you? <laughs> and I get, yes, mom, I do remember. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm happy. But that later on in life, that realization of having someone care for you so much, like drive so long to see me for five minutes, like pretend that he lost his keys, risk getting in trouble and like sneaking me brownies, helping me do my homework. Like, you know, that's just different type of affection that I it's just rare that that somebody especially that young like will do something like that so that is one that I definitely regret my best friend absolutely like at the time was like why don't you give him a chance why and my mom and everyone and it just was it's like that person that's like right person wrong time type of deal I just wasn't ready yeah that happens yeah but that was that was my one. There's always got to be one, right? Yep. But we are in better places now with. Oh, absolutely! I'm in a very happy relationship. A, yes. It just, just took case, me a really long road to get here. Just in case they listen and try to talk shit later. <laughs> no, I think. Love I you think guys. they know. And you know what? If I hadn't learned to appreciate gestures like that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to be with the person I'm with right now because he is very much like really loving and really affectionate like that. And maybe I just needed to learn to appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we do love them very much. Yeah, those lucky bastards. I know, gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But anyways, guys, the end. Yes, thank you for listening to our extra long ramblings. I know. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) I ramble a lot. My bad. (laughs) But yes, thank you. Uh, Everyone take care of your mental health. Don't take people for granted. (laughs) Learn to appreciate people. Yes, for sure. And And take a chance on that one guy. Although maybe don't. Uh, It's so risky. Never mind. Don't listen to us. We don't have. We're not therapists. (laughs) We give no good advice. We've lived it's true. shitty lives. <laughs> we have made many mistakes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy, but be careful. That. Okay, bye. Bye.